There was no match of the day on the BBC last night. Instead, viewers who tuned in for the longest-running sports programme in the world witnessed this. Now on BBC One, we're sorry that we're unable to show our normal match of the day, including commentary tonight. But here now is the best action from today's Premier League matches. And so it went on. There was no theme tune, no commentary, no pundits, no player interviews and no Gary Lineker. It followed a chaotic day at the BBC, which was forced to cancel several sports programmes on radio and television after a row with its highest paid presenter over a tweet he posted criticising the British government's immigration policy and comparing the language used by the Home Secretary to that of Nazi Germany. We're joined now from the UK by media consultant and broadcaster Enda Brady. Enda, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure, Justin. Great to speak to you again. Um, th- th- this is quite the mess now for the BBC, isn't it? No match of the day last night. Uh, no presenter for match of the day two tonight. The, the schedule, the sporting schedule, in complete disarray all weekend. So where, where, where's all this going now for the broadcaster? So from what I'm hearing today here from BBC insiders, there are crisis meetings planned for first thing tomorrow morning. And I think, you know, it's not looking good. I mean, it's been an absolutely disastrous week for the BBC. They need to somehow salvage this. And I think it ends two ways, either Lineker leaves or the director general and the chairman both step aside because their handling of this has been absolutely appalling. And I think they really misjudged their hand. Lineker is an extremely clever man. I mean, he's run his own broadcasting business. He is so good and he's so well connected and he is widely respected by all his peers. And I think what they really fail to understand is that Gary Lineker, Ian Rice and Alan Shearer, they don't sit in a studio on a Saturday night working and watching TV and talking about Premier League soccer because they need money. They don't need money. They're there because of the love of the game. And I think the BBC felt that, you know, they could just kind of win this argument and they failed spectacularly. But the argument is about impartiality. Uh, Gary Lineker expressed a, a, a strong view on the British government's immigration policy. As a sports presenter, is he allowed the latitude to express views on politics or has he compromised the BBC's impartiality by what he said? Uh, Look, Justin, I would refer you back to the BBC's opening coverage of day one of the World Cup in Qatar. And nobody in BBC management had a problem with Gary Lineker criticising the Qatari government. I mean, that was, you know, so they basically need to figure out um, which battles they want to fight. And I think the BBC, if you look at the situation, you've got the chairman of the BBC, Richard Sharp, He facilitated a loan of £800,000 for Boris Johnson when he was Prime Minister and struggling for cash. Sharp facilitated that loan and then was subsequently a few weeks later appointed chairman of the BBC. So, I mean, who's got a conflict of of loyalties and interests here? Um, Yes, I think all broadcasters have to be aware of their social media use, but... Lineker is not a journalist. He's not presenting the news. He sits in his studio on a Saturday night talking about soccer with some high-profile people. And he has outwitted the BBC management, which admittedly is not very difficult. But he has left them with egg on their faces. And it's roundly embarrassing. I mean, yesterday, um, fighting talk, the sports chat show in the morning, that didn't happen. 
football focus on the TV, that didn't happen. Final score results in the afternoon by 4, 4.30 when you're just watching to see who's winning and losing and what's coming in, that didn't happen. Match of the day, two uh, tonight, that won't happen properly. So they've got themselves into an awful mess and they need to come out now and clarify this tomorrow and it will end two ways, but I can guarantee you, if Lineker leaves the BBC, the likes of Sky, where I used to work for two decades, and ITV will offer him even more money. Are we going to see resignations before all this is over? I think if the BBC is a properly run organisation anymore, there will be heads rolling tomorrow. Um, but, you see, they've kind of danced to the Daily Mail tune this week. You know, the Daily Mail has never liked the fact that Lineker comes out with opinions. I've covered the migrant crisis. I've been on those beaches in Kent when ships of little dinghies have come in. I've seen people mm. walking into the water with, with no shoes, literally the clothes they stand up in, in freezing conditions. I've been in the jungle camp over in Calais when it existed. And you see the depths of human misery that, that people are, are going through, desperate to get here. And, of course, the big story behind all of this, which hasn't had the attention, Rishi Sunak's government just signed off a deal the other day, £500 million they're going to give the French government to basically try and sort this mess out once and for all. Okay. And I think the, the deflection of the Lineker story has really kind of helped the British government because they're chucking hundreds of millions of pounds at this and nothing is going to change. But Lineker today, I would say, is sitting back and smiling because he has dominated the agenda and he has managed to completely outwit BBC management. And they're now left in a situation where heads may roll in the next 24 hours. All right. And if you think it's all over, it's not yet. Enda Brady, thank you very much indeed for talking to us today. Coming up after the break, a US bank goes under, but can tech startups keep their heads above water?